Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. As usual, we're going to have a great show for you. Peggy Lopez, como estas? Hi, all, she says. Nanette Bird-Smith, we all beat Michael. You guys beat Michael today. Oh, Michael hasn't put all this stuff in, but Michael says, I'll be away for a bit longer. Yvette, Avery, Herod, afternoon, PDR Posse. How are you doing, my hero, Yvette? How are you doing? Uh, Yvette, you should call in sometime and tell us a little bit about that uh, that um, march that you had, that, that uh, rally that you had supporting. I forgot what type of workers they were, but you're always doing your thing. Nanette Bird-Smith, hi all. AVQ says, I'm still away from politics for a while. And of course, we have from Atlanta, ATL checking in, Paul Fleming. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP, leader of the PDR Posse, and Rose William, one of our great editors at Politics Done Right. Thank you guys all for being here. We're going to have a great show for you today. I want to hear your opinion here because I've, I'm of mixed feelings and I'm going to tell you what I mean. And I, I, I really want to hear Nabisco. Thank you very much, Yvette. I want to hear your feelings here, guys. Check this out. You know, uh, I have nothing against folks doing things badly in, in their early lives and then later on saying you're sorry and atoning for it. I've done things that I shouldn't have done in my life. I had had prejudices in my life that I've overcome. And, I'm, and uh, in overcoming them, I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm just doing the right thing, what I should have done before. I was just a fool in the beginning, and I'm not looking for a pat on the back. That's it. We have a society right now, in my humble opinion, and I'd, I'd like to hear if, I'm, if I just have a stick up my you-know-what, or do I have a right to feel this way? Um, so I, want to, I really want your opinion. Um, I, I don't, if somebody does something wrong and they stop doing it, I'm not going to judge them for what they did wrong. I've judged them for who they are today, right? But I have a problem in that sometimes I wonder if we make people want to do bad for the rewards that they get when they begin to do good. And it concerns me because this applies to the coronavirus vaccinations. Right now, there are a whole lot of Americans that they did the right thing. They did their research. They built enough confidence in a vaccine. And they said, in order to protect myself, my family, and my fellow American, I'm going to take the vaccine. And they did it. And then there are others that in order to take the vaccine, they were bribed. In other words, if, you give, if I give you $100, will you take the vaccine? Okay, I'll take the vaccine for $100. In other words, rewarded for having not done the right thing in the first place. How do you handle that? In my humble opinion, right, I think every single American who went ahead and took that vaccine because it was the right thing to do, should actually receive more money for the society than those who decided to have to have been paid to get the vaccine. So I want to know what are your thoughts on that? Am I, do, am I just being a stick in the mud or too damn old-fashioned or 
whatever or do you agree with me? I think every single American that took that vaccine and did it at the right time, they're the ones that we should be giving kudos to. They're the ones that we should be rewarding. You know, I remember a basketball coach out here. He used to do a lot of coke. And he, he fell off the wagon a whole lot of times. And every time it was a big, big thing, right? And then when he got straight and became a head coach again, there were all these big kudos and celebration. Whatever happened to all those that have always done things the right way? I'm not saying we all do all the right things. That are, you know, Like I said, I've atoned for much of what I've done that wasn't right. And I'm not looking for a pat on the back for doing that. I don't want, in fact, I think it would be wrong for me to get a pat on my back for no longer being a chauvinist. I think it would be wrong to give me a pat on my back for no longer being a homophobe. I think it would be wrong to give me a pat in the back for not looking at others from particular backgrounds and thinking, oh, okay. And Rose, Rose, I, you know, the prodigal son story in the Bible always got to me because I, it always irked me that the guy who supported the dad, right? Uh, so that, that is what I'm saying. Now, uh, AVQ says, do good, say good for its own sake. Don't need a reward for being good aligned. I, I agree. But what I'm saying is in that, in that process, aren't you saying that you're, you're, you, are, you are inciting others to do wrong for the benefits that come after they change from wrong to right? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm fully vaccinated. We'll get a booster in November. I have close friends who are unvaccinated and don't usually wear masks. I assume they have already had COVID. Hanging out with my unvaccinated friends is quite a risk. I also have family members who can't get vaccinated, immunosuppressed, and immunic conditions. Bree says, yep, I know where you're going with this. I think we all should have been rewarded more than them. I agree. Natural immunity is likely only effective for half a year. When a new strain comes out, you get COVID again. Exactly, because of that spike. The, the magic of, of, of us choosing the right target in that spike protein. Uh, hasn't it always been like this? I guess, I guess. Peggy Lopez, when it comes to saving the lives of others, I believe whatever it takes to do the right thing makes the rest of us safe. I agree with that. And that's why I said that I wanted to hear how people thought about this. In my humble opinion, I don't care what it takes as long as we beat this damn virus. I've never needed to be rewarded for doing the right thing uh, the, the way I am made. And I agree with that too, Nanette. Uh, Rose Williams, you realize you're telling us it's yeah, the prodigal son. I read that one already. Eric A. said, how about no money and just get it or whatever? Why does everyone need to get kudos or whatever just to do one protection? There are some that can't do it for health. I agree. I think you're right, Eric. And I, I, I again, I can, like I said, I am... The reason I said all of us who did it right, maybe they should get some reward because if otherwise, you know, why not wait till good? And that's not what we want, right? I knew a guy who only got sober to get the pat back. Then he would go drink thinking he could get sober again and get the pat on the back. He died drunk. <laughs> I hate to laugh at that, but the way you said it. Prodigal son, EH, that story I think doesn't apply here. 
I like, I, I think, I, I don't know, Bridge, I think it applies because, I mean, I remember having the same feeling that Rose had when I was in, in I'm, no, I'm a humanist now, but when I was in Sunday school, just wondering, my God, my God, why was that father celebrating the son that came back with the other guy who um, worked so hard? For the word's sake, get the dummies to act. I just want to take a long vacation away from home. I hear you, Paul, brother Paul. Peggy Lopez says, when our lives are protected by paying someone to do the right thing, it's worth my life. Of course. I can't, agree. I can't disagree with that. Uh, true, Peggy Lopez, but it, again, it's not fear, but either neither is life. That's true. No reward. Uh, Melanie said, hey, welcome aboard, Melanie. Welcome aboard. Completely agree with you. It's so frustrating that my wife and I got the vaccination quickly, caring about one and all, then hearing that the slackers are going to be rewarded. And you know what's worse? After they've caused so much damage, you know? Wes says Joe Biden for peace price. Really? Uh, AVQ, those who are healthy need to protect those who are immunocompromised. I agree. Get the vaccine. Aim at herd immunity. Are you guys remember thing I did yesterday? Rose Williams says there are people who are against Medicare for all because they don't want to give health care to those who are smokers or overweight. We are all here once and like cat. And, you know, and that's a, that's the I spoke. You know, remember when I spoke to Dr. Dark and Dr. Dark, when I asked him if should we ration, uh, in other words, if somebody comes in and they're not vaccinated and they're coming in uh, for a bed and a ventilator and all of that, should we say, well, if you're not vaccinated, we'll make you wait, but the guy who has a heart attack that came in 10 minutes after you should get the bed, and he said that's not his job to do that sort of a thing, and then he said, what about the guy who got into an accident because he was a drunk driver or hurt somebody, and we get all these permutations, right, and Dr. Dark is right, but there's a something special about a pandemic, there's something special about uh, something that can that, that isn't transferred uh, to a whole bunch of people, right? Uh, COVID, we can, one person can co- con- infect dozens of people with COVID. That drunk driver, well, unless he hits a bus or something, but anyways, it, it, it is not complicated. It is something that I think we should create some sort of a running thing. Jessica Taylor, welcome aboard. Sarah Bathage. Bathage, welcome aboard. Have the unvaccinated text to pay the rewards. Yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. But again, I don't know. You know, what about, you know, anyway. Don't live your life scared. Enjoy life as we all have a number and we are in control of that. I'm learning this daily or at least trying. Eric, that is a very good thought, Eric. That is a very, very good thought. We have to live our lives not in fear. But there's one corollary I'd like to add to that. And that is, we have to live our life knowing that we matter and that we can actually make a change. I tell people all of the times that uh, I feel one of the things that allows me to get up every day and do what I'm doing. And, I, and like I tell people all of the time, it, 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 it is at an extreme cost. Um, is that I love doing this. I love interacting with people. Uh, I love knowing that what we're doing, all of us here, all of us, conservatives and, and, and liberals that are right here right now, just interacting with each other, we are making a difference. Because I am sure uh, those progressive that just think the conservatives are nutcase have gotten to like a lot of our conservatives here. And many of the conservatives who think we are the scariest people have gotten to 
kind of like some of us scary people. So I think we, we all have a place and we all have something to contribute. Perhaps those who refuse the vaccine should have to sign a statement that says they are understanding they may have certain consequences attached to their decision. The only problem I have is that they cannot actually cause the death of others. But anyway, I want to start with the videos because we have been missing a lot of videos. I've been working on all these videos. I want you guys to see it. Uh, two of them are about uh, our Republicans, specifically uh, our good guy here, El Senor um, Greg Abbott, and that, uh, you know, many of us are starting to believe that don't read the tea leaves. I think the Democrats are going to, if we follow the rules, I think the Democrats are going to win big in 2022. I think 2018 is going to look pretty slim compared to the win we're going to have in 2022. We're going through a patch that is making a whole lot of people scared right now. And we have a, uh, the only people that, that can hold that back right now is Manchin and Cinema. All right, Egberto, please uh, read this out. Prudence isn't fair. Prudence isn't fair. If you're worried about a substantial risk and aim to fix it, you're not living in fear. Okay, I read it for you, brother uh, AVQ, and you're absolutely right with that statement. And I don't think I don't think Eric was trying to imply otherwise. I really don't. I, I, Carl Foster say you are funny, Egberto. Thank you, Carl. I hope that's a positive funny and not a Egberto. You're just a funny guy. All right, Egberto, you give Eric Hayes too much attention. Yesterday, you read a three-minute statement from him, which wasn't of importance. I sent you five different comments, and you didn't get to even one. This is very important. Trump, Taliban, domestic terrorist, campaign manager with the Proud Boys orchestrating a protest on September 18th at the Capitol. Um, Debra, I don't let – me, let me be very honest with you. I don't not read your thing uh, out of anything other than it slips by. And as far as giving Eric attention, uh, I, I, you know, I, I try to make everybody feel welcome in our, in our room here. Like I want you, Deborah John, to feel welcome. And again, just like you called me out there and said that you've put a lot of statements in there that I haven't read, it means now that, oops, I better pay more attention to look for Deborah John because I just don't want to slip another or miss another statement from our beautiful Deborah John. Again, so I hope uh, if I missed something that you really, really wanted read out, you accept my apologies. All right, let's go ahead and talk to Matthew, uh, Matthew Dowd, and we'll get back on the other side. Matthew Dowd he enumerated them. He tells an unfortunate truth about who... Listen to this. This is former, a former Bush strategist talking here. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Let me give you three instances, which I'll describe, and you're going to think is absolutely ludicrous, but it's totally true. We have an election, which is the most turn, biggest turnout election in Texas. The most scary election is described by everybody that's investigated it. We, a big lie develops from it. We have an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol based on the big lie. And what is the uh, GOP in Texas response to that? It's to lie about it. And then try to get, stop people from voting, try to make it harder for people from voting. Another issue, guns. We've had mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting in Texas and around the country, but in Texas, at a Walmart, along a road, at a church. And what is the GOP's leadership of Texas's response to that? Make it easier for people to openly carry a gun 
without a permit and without training. And on abortion, think about this. Texans have, Texas has more uninsured women and children without health care choices than any other state in the union by far. Any other state in the union that lack a health care choice. And what is their response to that? Is to roll over Roe versus Wade and take away one of the final health care choices a woman has in this. And so when you look at a panoply of this across the board, you'd think this is a joke. This can't be true. But as the representatives say, they're all, I, it's not 10% of the state they're concerned about. It's 5% of the state they're concerned about. And I've said this before on your show, mm-hmm. but Texas is a perfect example of they don't care about the common good. As you can see on voting, as you can see on choice, as you can see on health care, as you can see on COVID, they don't care about the common good. They care about me and my 5% that I'm worried about in the Republican primary. And ultimately, the only way that stops is if they begin losing elections in the general election. It's not just about people of color. It's not just about women. It's not just about children. Ultimately, even the places that vote red are not going to be represented by what's going on in Austin right now, by even the people that vote for Republicans in a general election, because they don't care. And that is the magic. That is the meme. They don't care. Are you going to get sick? Are they going to help you if you get sick? Are they're going to ensure that when you get sick, you get care? They don't care. Are they going to ensure that your kids are educated? They don't care. Are they going to ensure that when these storms come from climate change, etc., that you will be made whole? They don't care. Are they going to make sure you get vaccines? Are they going to make sure that you get all the things that you need in pandemics, this pandemic and pandemics to come? No, they don't care. And that is the moniker that needs to be put out there within the messaging. They just don't care. You can't care if you're in a state where it's the, the least insured state, the state where most people are dying from being uninsured. You can't care if you're allowing people to die. Exactly. Anyhow, uh, Breach says, I have an issue. I do not think, and she's put it in all caps. She's serious about it. I have an issue. I do not think someone with cancer or serious illness should be put aside for a COVID yet. <laughs> I like the way you said that. But anyway, I, you know, and that, that, that is the thing. That is the thing. And, and Rose said it's a valid ethical question. Uh, we have a new person. Carl Foster said he's reading a script. So what if he's reading a script? Did that mean he's prepared? Is there something wrong with being prepared? I don't think so, Brother Carl. Uh, Barbara D'Amico says, I have, not, I have not got my shot at 80, 87. Wow, are you the, uh, you go girl, but I know exactly what you're saying. I stay home and have a bad heart and other issues. If I get out of my house, I wear a mask. Okay, I don't dare tell an 87-year-old person who stays home and wears a mask just when they have to go do something that you the, the re, look I think the studies show that 87 is just fine to take the vaccine as well but at 87 and with all the kind of complications that you have and been a neutral as long as you're staying home Barbara 
And as long as when you go out, you're very well masked up. Because do remember, before we had vaccines, that is how all the medical people protected themselves and others, following the protocol. If you're following the protocol to the T, and given that your exposure is so limited, those can, and just like I think um, Rudnan said, he has families with issues that why they wouldn't want the vaccine. Maybe you know the flu-like symptoms that we get after the second or third vaccine may be an issue. You know, so I I, I, I won't judge. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Nanette Bird Smith says. Uh, Barbara D'Amico, hopefully this is on the advice of your physician. My mother-in-law is 97 and rarely goes out, so advise against her getting the vaccine. Stay safe. Exactly. Stay safe, uh, Sister Barbara D'Amico. You stay safe, girl. I have had multiple heart attacks, you bridge, and anaphylactic shocks and was scared but took it on advice of the doctor. Wow. Uh, I'm glad that you're okay, my friend. If you're socially distancing, wearing a mask when you're out, washing hands first and coming inside, avoid touching your face before washing it, you're not likely to catch COVID exactly. Um, I mean, it's like some, again, and the viral load based on those behaviors would be so low that before it gets to multiply, your system alone likely uh, throws it out. Um, okay, anyhow, let's go ahead and get to the... Uh, to the other one, let's go ahead and get to the other Matthew Dowd video and then we'll continue after that. Matthew Dowd he enumerated them. He tells an unfortunate truth about who the Republican Party is. I want you to listen to this. This is former, a former Bush strategist talking here. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Let me give you three instances which I'll describe and you're going to think is absolutely ludicrous, but it's totally true. We have an election, which is the most turn, biggest turnout election in Texas. The most scary election is described by everybody that's investigated it. We, the, a big lie develops from it. We have an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol based on the big lie. And what is the uh, GOP in Texas response to that? It's to lie about it and then try to get, stop people from voting, try to make it harder for people from voting. Another issue, guns. We've had mass shooting after mass shooting oh, after mass shooting in Texas and around the country, but in Texas, our Walmart. Matthew Dowd, he enumerated them. He tells an unfortunate truth about Matthew Dowd, he enumerated them. He tells an unfortunate truth about who the Republican Party is. I want you to listen to this. This is former... A former Bush... Well, 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 well. It seems like I had a technical glitch in filling that one out with Matthew Dowd. So what it means is I need to uh, get this one up. Oh, I think I found it. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, guys. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, his poll numbers right now suck, right? Of course, he's killing people in the state. He's causing a whole lot of problems. No health care. Uh, electricity blowing to smithereens. I mean, there are a lot of things going wrong in Texas. This state that everybody likes to think is this panacea of, of, of great governmental management by a conservative group that is really what's doing is killing its citizens, not only from COVID, but from lack of insurance and a lot more, just protecting a good 5 or 10% of the population, and that population vote, votes in droves. Well, with him, with, with the masses really finding out 
that he's in bad shape or he's no good. His poll numbers are where they have never been before. But Matthew Dodd has an important point to make, and I love that he did it. Because I tell you what, Democrats will only win the governorship if we remember these thoughts. These are prescient. Check this out. And you put up the poll numbers for Governor Abbott, and I know you were saying 40 or 41 percent. Why do they still support? Keep in mind that that Governor Abbott has ever polled at. He's usually always polled at 50 percent or higher, which is why he's won the elections in the past. So he's at a low point, and I think it's going to keep going lower. He is exceedingly, in my view, vulnerable, but he has to be vulnerable to the right candidate with the right message and a good campaign. And this is where I have a tendency sometimes to get frustrated with Democrats who I'm advocating for, who need to win every office they possibly can, especially here in Texas, because it's the only way to save our population and save our republic is to do that. But the problem is Democrats often cede the messaging ground to Republicans. And what Democrats have a tendency to do is talk policy points and process, and Republicans talk values. And in a debate like that, voters ultimately vote based on values. They want to have policy. They, they're concerned about those things. But they want to know that you share the same values. And Democrats have to start talking about all these issues, choice, COVID, all of these issues in a broad value context. And they should not cede, as you just let in, the ground of pro-life. Republicans are not pro-life. They won't do anything about gun deaths. They won't do anything about COVID. They won't do anything about health care. They won't even expand Medicaid here, where 90% of the costs would be borne by the federal government. They won't even do it. It won't cost the state anything, but they won't do it out of some lack of compassion or uncaring place in this. But Democrats, Democrats fundamentally have to talk about this better. You can be pro-choice, as I am, and pro-life, as I am, and believe that a woman has a right to choose, and it's her moral choice. And it's her choice with her doctor to choose. But you also can simultaneously be, be pro-life and protecting women and children and people from guns and all of the other things on this. But I think Democrats have to get much, 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 much better, even progressives on this, having a values-based argument about what the Republicans are doing are disconnected from American values and disconnected from the values us and a majority of us in Texas believe in. And he is absolutely right on every single point. And I want to add a little bit more context to that. Every single Texas Democrat running statewide need not cede any county, any district, any precinct. Every single Democrat should go into Yoakum, Texas, look for the hospital, the closest hospital there, and let them know. Remember what he talks about? We talk policy, they talk value. The policy is we are going to provide you uh, health care via the Affordable Care Act, which ensures that hospitals are open and ensures that everybody has health care. You go into Yoakum, Texas. You go into Brenham, Texas, where they close those rural hospitals. And you can say, this hospital is closed because those who represented you fail to pass the policies that we support that keeps that hospital open so that your mama, who is 90 years old, if she gets a heart attack or if she gets something, you can get her to the hospital quicker before she dies having to go to Houston, Dallas, uh, San Antonio, El Paso, Lubbock, or one of these other major Texas centers. All those small hospitals are closing because of their policies. Let's remember that. You know that little school that your kid wants to go to? 
It is closed because of their policies. You know, the, 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 the post office that used to give you more services, it's not there because of those guys. We are going to make it better for you. Not only that, when it comes to health care, we're going to make sure that you don't even have to talk about these issues. You have to go to the people. You, look, there are some people that are so ideologically burnt that they will kill themselves to maintain their ideology. It lends the question, that guy who is on a ventilator, on oxygen, uh, after being on a ventilator, take the vaccine now. And he said, no, I like my freedom. Wow. It wasn't your freedom when I had to pay for the ventilator. It wasn't your freedom when I had to pay for these things to take care of you. But you want your freedom to take mine away, right? We have to make sure. Again, we're not going to win them all. But we're going to win enough of them to make it count. But what we do, as Dowd said, is we seed the message, we seed the locality, we seed everything to these guys. By them pointing out they're pro-life, we then just say, oh, we're pro-choice. No, we are pro-choice and pro-life. They are pro-death, they are pro-disease, they are anti-science. Let's make it clear, and let's talk to the values of people. Absolutely. So welcome aboard, Carl, who says, I'm yawning. Well, don't yawn because we're for real. Steve from Arizona, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, does every story start with once upon a time? No one start with, if I'm elected, I promise. Exactly, exactly. Gloria Miller, that uh, is not a correct assessment of what the Lancet said, but if you would like an example, you know, uh, this uh, uh, politics done right is a place of valid information. The title of the study says COVID-19 vaccines and neglected pregnancy. Here is the link for everybody to see what it actually says. I want to make sure that in no way uh, politics done right can be used where anybody, whether myself or others, will give anybody bad information with regards to vaccination. So, um, so what, I, what I hope, Gloria, is that you just don't accept uh, what somebody has told you and that you actually read the article from The Lancet, which I just posted, uh, uh, posted here. So um, uh, I, I, I think that is important. It is important that, uh, you know, that we are not allowed and there's a there, there's another um uh there's another there are another couple articles but the lancet is not telling anybody that getting vaccines while uh while you know pregnant somehow is going to create an issue so now gloria my expectation cdc childbirth uh bearing black women are 14 percent of the pop and obtain 36 percent of the abortions they have the most abortions, 47 per birth. 19 million black babies have aborted since 73. Okay, Gloria, I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to assume, right, that you came onto our show and you saw this black dude here and think that race, when it comes to these issues, are really of value to say, oh, more black babies are aborted. You see, if we look at it simplistically, right, that looks horrendous, right? Black babies being aborted on average more than other babies. Had those people who are pushing these types of narratives ever consider the condition that the average black woman is in relative to the average black 
or average white woman or average Latina woman, etc., etc. If you take these things into consideration, if you take social economic conditions and all these issues, uh, maybe it would seem to explain why those numbers, by the way, that are fairly valid, actually make sense. You see, the, the right likes to pull numbers out of the air and put it out there and say, oh my God, black genocide, uh, abortion is black genocide. They don't give a damn about black people. They just want to use that as an issue to get that support and then throw those folks away. The real issue here is if we had a society that took care of its own, a society where we had a living wage, a society where women were, were empowered, really empowered, that they could really take there wouldn't be these problems. But we want to starve, uh, starve society socioeconomically, justice-wise, uh, justice and somehow think everything is going to be okay. So to my right-wing religious fanatics or religious folks or whatever, please, please, if you really care about people, if you honestly care about what Jesus speaks about, and I'm, I'm a humanist, but I was a Christian all my life. If you really want to know what Jesus was all about, don't follow the right-wing ministers. Don't follow the evangelical preachers. They are evil. They are, and, and, and I'll say that to, if you bring me one to my face that's been preaching the vaccine stuff, the abortion stuff or whatever, I will speak to them directly, kindly, with respect, and let them know that they are immoral evil beings causing the deaths of many of their followers. And not only that, but they are anathetical to what Jesus stood for. And it can be proven. It can be proven. Again, you have a bloodlust for infanticide. No, Gloria. Gloria Miller, please stick around. And please continue to listen to our show. And please do it with an open mind and not with what's been inflicted in you through the right-wing machine that is killing you, that is making a lot of your folks pay the price. All right, when it comes to... Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I try not to ignore anybody because uh, here's the thing, Breach. This is not just for Gloria. But you see, we have a lot of people that listen to the show and then they see the comments, and we ha we we one of the things as Democrats as progressives that we must do is never leave something unanswered. That's why I, I immediately looked up the Lancet article, and I immediately also wanted to tackle that. So if you're still around, Gloria, please stick around. Uh, Paul, when it comes to new abortion law in Texas, it won't stand. There's already a Supreme Court case on the books that was tried and won by Lawrence Tribe. Yeah, I saw that last night. The case involved Boston turning out and letting the church make the decision. And they said, you can't, you can't put the church to make that decision at all. You can't do that. And that, that made a whole lot of sense. Yes, you do. You promote the genocide of black children. The abortion rates are real. You are phony. Really now. Carl Cox, Egberto, hello again, 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 again. Hi, Carl. How you doing, brother Carl? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Okay. 
Uh, he's frightened by medical citations. No, I just gave you the citation. Uh, so it's left-wing machine, always the truth. Uh, the left, the progressive machine in general is truthful. The right-wing machine in general lies. And it's, it's quantifiable and it's verifiable. You know why? Because you can, we, we, you know, it's always funny because what is science? What makes science science? It's something that is repeatable. I can say the truth and somebody in Alaska can duplicate what I say with that experiment. But the thing about what the right wing talks about, that it, why it's a lie, it's not duplicatable. It's not possible. And those are the things we have to understand. And that is what we really need to understand. So yeah, the right, the right has perfected the art of lying, the art of turning semi-facts into quasi-truths. They're very good at it. Egberto Willis, Carl Cox has the comments he wants you to read. Put them up easier, up scrolling. You know what I mean? If you want to do that, you got to... All right, let's see what Carl Cox wanted me to read. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, Carl Cox, Carl Cox, where are you, Carl? Let's see. And that's what I was telling uh, our good friend earlier. Um, uh, I think that so many of these things go past me. Uh, let's see, Carl Cox, I want to... All right, let's see what Carl Cox had to say. Okay, Carl, I don't see. All right, anyway, folks, so that's what we try to do, right? Uh, Carl Cox, conservatives want to run America into a third world country in every facet of life. Hospitals should turn away people who don't show valid proof of vaccination. Again, I had a doctor. Democrats need a spine. I heard that. And the other one from Carl says, Speaking, read my comments, please. Carl Cox, speaking, read my comments. Hey, I get a lot of comments coming through this stuff, so I miss it. If I miss it, you got to tell me again. It's not done by offense like I told uh, uh, Deborah a few, a few times ago. So if I miss your comments, you got to throw it in again. It's not out of malice. It's not out of, uh, not out of ignoring you or anything like that. So that said, Rose William, please read my comment that starts, It really bothers me. Okay. Let's see what it says about it. it really bothers me. Ah. You guys are giving me a hard time today, folks. Let's see. It really bothers me. Rose says, it really bothers me when legislation is passed based on a particular religion's belief. That should always be unconstitutional. For instance, the Hobby Lobby decision is ridiculous. True. Since I pay taxes and don't believe in eating any kind of animal, should I sue the government because my taxes pay for school lunches, food stamps, etc.? If I hire someone, do I get to dictate their diet? Only certain religions get to dictate those things. That is a very good observation. Gloria Miller, the baby is a human being. Yes, Miller. Um, now, when is the baby a baby? Please tell me. When is the baby a baby? Carl Cox, I understand. Not Matt Egberto. You're a good man, human being. Oh, no, no. I wasn't mad or anything like that. I was just trying to tell you guys that I get so much stuff scrolling through that that happens. Anyway, I got to get another video out. But before I get that video out, I want to ask all my followers, please, please click that join button on YouTube to become a part of our PDR Pass. PDR Posse. I need support. I need to get to 1,000, and I'm still at 300. I'm stuck at 300 on YouTube because of the rotation. You know how that goes. So please click on join, and please become a supporter of Politics Done Right. We can't do this without you. We can't move 
progressive values along without you. Alternatively, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support. By doing so, you have several other options that you have to support us, PayPal, all of that. Uh, you can support us by Patreon. I also need 1,000 Patreon uh, members, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. And I need 1,000, uh, actually. And please support us, likewise, at PayPal. Support us at PayPal. PayPal. Hey, Gloria, you're here, being heard. Support. There you go. There you go. And yes, and we talked to you, Gloria. He'll tell you that a preborn human being is not a human being. Don't send money to him. I assure you he has taken, is not taking the blood clot shot. Huh? I don't know what that is. But anyhow. Okay. Um, let's see what it, oh, the blood clot shot. <laughs> I've taken two vaccines and I'm going for my third because my wife has lupus and I want to make sure that I won't have enough of a thing to, to pass it along to her. She already had hers as well. Uh, he's an e-beggar. Spend your money on food for your children. So I'm an e-beggar. <laughs> hey, we got a new member, Kicheko Dawson. Thank you so kindly. Kicheko Dawson is our new member. We need, we need some more, folks. Click on that, uh, click on that link. Uh, click on that link, join. And I'll go ahead and put you guys on the list. Anyhow, let me go ahead and play the other video, and then I'll come back uh, to you on that. Where is it? There we go. Very often, I've stated that our economic system is a clear and present danger for all of us. And we, can, we get a good example when we realize that we all know how to make the vaccine. We all know that we could create a Marshall Plan to create factories. I mean, this stuff has been going on for 18 months. A factory may have taken a month or two to build. You know, China built a hospital a week for a while. So we could build factories around the world that mass produce this vaccine and got it into the arms of every single person on the planet who wanted it. We know most would, and most people don't. Uh, fall for the for for some of the shenanigans that we have allowed to occur here in the United States. So uh, we we have the wherewithal to do all of that. And why is it that we don't do it? Because our economic system has strangled us. We are dependent on patents that private corporations have, in as much as these mRNA vaccines were developed by with public dollars mostly. And somehow, because of our economic system and lousy politicians, we can't say this is an existential problem for humanity, and as such, we will build factories throughout the world and ensure everybody is vaccinated against this pandemic and any subsequent pandemic that occurs. It should not be in the profit domain because, again, you have to go through the shenanigans as, how do I make a dollar out of this? I mean, let's give a simple example here. To get the tests right now, cheap tests, we have countries that are charging uh, $3, $3.50. In Great Britain, you get it for free to check for uh, whether you're infected with COVID or not so that you can mitigate it before it becomes a problem. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. One tool we should be 
deploying at a much greater scale than we currently are is rapid testing. Earlier this year, the Food and Drug Administration authorized several rapid COVID tests for over-the-counter use. Then, as COVID cases fell significantly in the spring, Abbott Laboratories, one of the leading producers of these tests, reportedly began destroying inventory with a limited shelf life. According to the New York Times, workers were told to, quote, take apart millions of the products they worked so hard to create and stuff them into garbage bags. Well, now, as infections continue to surge and millions of kids are heading back to school for in-person learning, demand for these over-the-counter tests are through the roof. And that is because they are a remarkable weapon for the COVID arsenal. For about 25 bucks or so, the at-home antigen tests can deliver a result in about 15 minutes. Are they accurate? Yes, not quite as accurate as the PCR tests, which are processed in a lab. Are they foolproof? No, but any form of testing is better than no testing, which is perhaps why some countries have been using rapid testing for months. England rolled out rapid home tests for everyone back in April. Just recently, Singapore's health officials said that antigen rapid test kits will be given to all households as well as children and staff at kindergartens and preschools. Um, Netherlands is, the Netherlands is a place where they are making these fairly available. I've seen pe people shooting, um, taking pictures from other countries. Uh, this is a doctor posted a picture of them. Home self-administered 15-minute wait COVID tests available in an Amsterdam supermarket for about $3.50 each. I don't understand. We still don't have these in the U.S. The the um, the ones that Abbott Labs make are like twenty or twenty five dollars, whereas in the U.K. they're free from the National Health Service. In the Amsterdam, they're three bucks. Singapore is getting them. How important do you think it is to a scale up availability and, and bring down the cost? Oh, it's it's the most crucial thing we could do right now to scale up availability is what I've personally been calling for for over a year now. These tests can be produced, especially the rapid antigen tests, uh, like we were talking about, can be produced for very little money. And we're seeing across the globe that they're actually selling for one or two dollars. We could be doing that here in the United States uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I read somewhere, I think per unit price cost production is around 80 cents. Now think, now think about it. We are in a pandemic. It is expanding. Things are getting bad. Something costs about 80 cents to make. And we are going to charge $20 to $25, about 2,000 times, 2,000% or 2,500% more. America, when you have a system that we cannot, you can't even do something worth saving humanity unless that guy makes a profit. I mean, it's so short-sighted. You cannot have a country that survives. Have an economic system that supports dying. Because we, we the people, have created the technologies to save the world. And because it is placed into private hands and allowed private companies to add value and patent the entire thing, that somehow... We can survive if we allow a system like this to continue. Absolutely. So, hey, welcome aboard the PDR Posse. We have a new member of the PDR Posse. Thank you so kindly for becoming a member, Mr. Dawson. We couldn't do this without you. Notice you're on the screen right now. With regards to Gloria Miller... Gloria Miller, if you notice that she has a whole lot of, uh, she has a fact sheet, 
and she's putting all those facts out, well, very well put out there. So, I mean, we have an industry in this country that is this, and this is where we fail a lot. I want to tell all of our brothers and sisters why I ask you to share our stuff widely. Because there are a lot of Gloria Millers around, and I won't block Gloria because I want folks to see what Gloria is doing on our page right now, on our chat, so that people will be inoculated to that sort of propaganda. What she is doing is she has a cheat sheet. She doesn't know any of this thing that she's talking about because if you knew, if you were critically thinking, you wouldn't say these things, right? But it is incumbent on all of us here to understand that there are a lot of Gloria Millers out there paid and unpaid whose job it is to seed the internet with these types of comments in, uh, in, in the areas. I will block Gloria. She's not worth bothering with. Let me tell you, though, um, AVQ, one of the good things that we do here, right, is educate everybody. All of us educate each other. And she would go into some chat rooms and put these things in. And because some of them have plausibility, it will work. Now, those of people who are seeing her doing it here with our narrative addressing her, that helps uh, That helps to neutralize the fallacies that she puts out. So, um, But anyway, feel free to put your fallacies out, Gloria, because you know uh, we know exactly who you are. All right, let's continue. Let me, let me get to my peeps here. POCs will have more negative impact. Maybe I think Bruce was asked to explain that by some one of our good friends here. Uh, if I missed you again, just tell me again at the bottom. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, well, how much time I got? 52. The other video is worth... The other video I'm going to play tomorrow with Eddie Glaude because I don't want to shortchange these questions. Bridge MCP, as the guy just explained about the rapid testing, the rapid testing pretty much is good for saying, are you very infectious now? If you're infectious now. Now, if you have a latent, because it doesn't grab enough of the virus, if you will. All right, uh, let's continue here. AVQ, uh, Gracie Allen says, if the vaccine killed in numbers as large as you say, there would be, there would be as many deaths as no vaccine. Six exactly. I mean, look, the evidence is out there. Carl Cox, vaccinated children don't get polio, measles, chicken pox, fact. <laughs> again, she doesn't know that. She's a, she's a mouthpiece, again. That's why, she, that's why she can say those, put those things up and feel free to say them. Again, remember how the right works. It's not about, uh, it, it is just about being a transfer machine or a puppet to a machine. Uh, Bruce says, having a child has a lot of impact. How that impacts the mother and father and other family members varies. I might theorize that the effects on POCs is less good. I mean, look, uh, it, a lot, everything is socioeconomic in this country. Everything is socioeconomic in this country. Uh, AVQ said, don't feed the trolls. And Bridge agrees. Jessica Taylor, uh, Bruce Pollard, having a child impacts all race aside. But why more negatively for POCs? Uh, uh, Let's see, Kichiko Dark says, Gloria, it's astonishing that you don't believe a woman is educated, sophisticated, and wise enough to make her own healthcare decisions. Are we back in the 20s? I think that is a perfect, perfect statement there, Kichiko, because it, it, it is exactly, that is a perfect statement. I, I don't even need to say anything first. Can women vote or work, or is she only allowed to take care of the home? As a doctoral candidate, I'm so offended. 
and you should be offended. You should be offended. Peggy Lopez, Gloria, I'm 78. Hey, you're, there you go, Gloria. I mean, Peggy, I am 78. And when I was 12, my friends were dying from polio. Uh, then we were lined up at school and given a sugar cube. My friends stopped dying from polio. I fought the va- uh, for the vaccine. Amen. You know, it's amazing. You'd have all the evidence. The evidence don't matter for some people, right? They're indoctrinated into a fallacy and they continue with it. Who here likes late night shows for comedy? It is all ruined with the political poop. Well, I mean, a lot of people like politics too. So if you don't like that, change the channel. Uh, ruin, ruin a perfectly good show. See you next time. AVQ, uh, see you next time, brother. Uh, don't look. One of the things, AVQ, before you, I don't know if you left already, but I'm going to say it anyway. One of the things I learned over years, right, is you don't let others, the, don't, don't let externalities affect you. Right? Uh, we have a great posse here. Great posse. All of you. And you are going to get a, somebody that comes in simply to disrupt. If you notice what I do with Tank and all these folks, a lot of it turns out, we, if, after addressing the things that are egregious, the rest of it, I just consider white noise. And you just let it flow. And you keep the balance between all the folks that are making sense. All the folks that are making sense. Eric, no TV for five years. <laughs> oh, really? That is funny. Um, Nanette, have streaming. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I stream a lot as well. Um, Jessica Taylor, Bridge, uh, MCP, you don't have a TV. That is amazing, Bridge. Anyhow, folks, we are almost at the end of the show. Bitterness never wins, but you can learn how bad that person has it. True. Uh, Nanette Birdsmith says, what a tease, the British MCP. All right, folks, we are coming to the end of the show. Peter, Paul Fleming says, if you don't affect my way of life, then you are just entertainment. I hope I am affecting many ways, many lives, because I don't want to be just entertainment. I want us to all here make a difference. Because you know what? We are empowered to make a difference. Folks, if you are on YouTube, please join our channel. Please become a part of our PDR Posse. Please go ahead and click that join button if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, if you're on, let's say, uh, another platform, please consider going to politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon, or support us as well at politicsandright.com slash YouTube. That's another way to get to our YouTube channels, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Or uh, support us at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And of course, don't forget, you can get all our books at politicsandright.com slash books. And if you decide to get our books at the store, we'll sign the books and even send it with a bumper sticker, Politics and Right bumper sticker. And this is what the bumper sticker looks like. You see? Nice. I have it on my car as well. Uh, I'll sign the book and send a bumper sticker. Peggy Lopez says, Egberto, you are both entertainment and you changed my life in that I have begun writing again. You just made my day. Stopped out of depression and now better. I love you, Peggy. I love you and thank you for being here. Jessica Taylor says, enjoyed you all as usual. Stay safe. Have a wonderful evening. Great news, Peggy. I love, love that. Love that. You've made my day. Carl Cox, 98% were vaccinated. Gloria, quit lying. 
Bridge MCP, you make us smarter, more aware, as does all of the posse. Yes, we have a wonderful posse. Have a nice evening, everyone, from E2247. See y'all down the road, as we say in Rodeo. Uh, let's see what else I got here. All right, I think if I missed you, folks, you know how to find me. If you don't affect my life, you know how to drop me a line. So, folks, click that join button or go to one of those links that I gave you. I promise you that what we do here, we work hard to make sure the message gets out. Go to egbertowillies.com. Check out the blogs that I do every day. Go to politicsandright.com. Check out our shows or go to all our sites. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know, hey, Sarah Bathage, welcome aboard. Oh, I, I think I saluted you before. Anyhow, folks, thank you so kindly for being here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.